Section Zero of the Baha'i Revelation by Thornton Chase. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. The Baha'i Revelation by Thornton Chase. Section Zero. The Baha'i Revelation by Thornton Chase. Published by the Baha'i Publishing Committee, New York. Judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. 1 Corinthians 4.5 For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father, with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Matthew 16.27 He hath come with his most mighty power among the nations. Turn toward him, O concourse of the good. The Father hath come, and that which hath been promised unto you in the kingdom is accomplished. Baha'u'llah O earth, 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 Hear the word of the Lord. Jeremiah 22.29 Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew. As the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass, because I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe ye greatness unto our God. Deuteronomy 32.1-3 Hear, all ye people. Hearken, O earth, and all that therein is. And let the Lord God be witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place. Micah 1.2 Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken. Isaiah 1-2 Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Jeremiah 23-29 The anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel, said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. 2 Samuel 23-1 Man, the most noble and perfect of the creatures, is a mightier evidence and greater expression of truth than the other visible things. The most perfect, superior, and excellent of men are the manifestations of the Son of Truth. Baha'u'llah The Son of Truth is the Word of God, upon which depends the training of the people of the country of thought. It is the spirit of reality and the water of life. All things owe their existence to it. Its manifestation is ever according to the capacity and coloring of the mirror through which it may reflect. For example, its light, when cast on the mirrors of the wise, gives expression to wisdom. When reflected from the minds of artists, it produces manifestations of new and beautiful arts. When it shines through the minds of students, it reveals knowledge and unfolds mysteries. 
all things of the world arise through man and are manifest in him through whom they find life and development and man is dependent for his spiritual existence upon the son of the word of god all the good names and lofty qualities are of the word the word is the fire of god which glowing in the hearts of the people burns away all things that are not of god the minds of the lovers are ever aflame with this fire outwardly it is a burning fire but inwardly it is calm light this is the water which giveth life to all things we beg of god that we may partake of this life-giving water of heaven and quaff from the spiritual chalice of rest and thus be free from all that tends to withhold us from approaching his love glory be upon the people of glory words of wisdom baha'u'llah the word of god is the storehouse of all good all power and all wisdom the illiterate fishers and savage arabs were thereby enabled to solve such problems as were puzzles to eminent learned men in all the ages it awakens within us that brilliant intuition which makes us independent of all tuition and endows us with an all-embracing power of spiritual understanding many a soul in the ark of philosophy after fruitless struggles was drowned in the sea of conflicting theories of cause and effect while those on board the craft of simplicity reached the shore of the universal cause by the aid of favorable winds blowing from the point of divine knowledge when man is associated with that transcendent power emanating from the word of god the tree of his being becomes so well rooted in the soil of assurance that it laughs at the violent hurricanes of skepticism which attempt its eradication for this association of the part with the whole endows him with the whole and this unison of the particular with the universal makes him all in all abdul baha introduction the claim of the baha'i glorious revelation is that it is the word of god sent to men to remove the antagonism and differences between peoples of various religions and prepare the way for their coming together in harmony and love and in an assured knowledge of the will of god it proclaims the time of universal peace and provides the foundation for the universal religion the hope of the ages it points the way and supplies the means for the unity of mankind in the knowledge and love of truth under the high banners of justice and mercy it is simple profound purifying searching as is the word of god always it is divine in origin human in presentation sane practical and applicable to life in its every phase in belief it inculcates naught but truth in action naught but good in human relations naught but loving service a world religion is needed a solvent of religious differences an enlightener of religious misconceptions an unifier of peoples in the knowledge of the one god and father of them all a platform on which all believers and seekers for god and his truth may meet from whatever race or training they may come and that religion must recognize the divine elements which underlie all religions and meet each loyal soul upon his own ground without claiming advantage over him 
but rather bringing the light of God's word to shine upon the truths he already has, in order that he may develop into a higher understanding of truth itself. The honored scholar and noble man, Max Muller, who had frankly studied the languages and religions of the Orient, wrote as follows. The true religion of the future will be the fulfillment of all the religions of the past. The true religion of humanity, that which in the struggle of history remains as the indestructible portion of all the so-called religions of mankind. There never was a false god, nor was there ever a false religion, unless you call a child a false man. All religions, as far as I know them, had the same purpose. All were links in a chain which connects heaven and earth, and which is held and always was held by one and the same hand. All here on earth tends towards right, truth, and perfection. Nothing here on earth can ever be quite right, quite true, quite perfect. Not even Christianity, or what is now called Christianity, so long as it excludes other religions, instead of loving and embracing what is good in each. That true religion of the future, as Max Muller saw it, has already arrived in the Baha'i Revelation. But where else is such a religion? With all the glorious efforts and results of Christian missionary enterprise during the recent decades, it has scarcely made an impress on Muslims, Zoroastrians, Buddhists, Brahmins, or Jews. It has endeavored to overthrow the religious conceptions of other nations in favor of its own, but it has taught the interpretations of its churches rather than the direct, simple teachings of Jesus, placing the word of man in lieu of the word of God, and therefore it has been powerless to win those peoples who believe that they have also received the divine word from their own prophets and founders. It is possible that the records of Jesus' words are quite imperfect, but even so they have brought comfort, hope, and satisfaction to myriads of human souls, and if only his pure teachings had been presented, with their doctrines exemplified in the lives of the teachers, the whole world might have received them and loved them. But the peoples will not accept the teachings of a cult and its doctors as against their own cults and doctrines. It is necessary for the conquering of the heart of the world that the word of Jesus shall be renewed and confirmed by a fresh revelation of God's command, one that comes with declared authority and proves its right and source by its vitalizing effect upon the lives of men. There is no religion that has remained pure and undefiled, and consequently there is none of them fitted or capable to cause the nations to abandon their own religion to accept it. The known condition of the world's religions is such that not one of them can subdue or amalgamate the others. Time and efforts only emphasize this fact. What then shall the word of God proclaimed through so many of his prophets and messengers be for naught? Or shall the promise of his appearing to the world with power and the consequent union, happiness, knowledge, peace and prosperity of mankind be accomplished? The precedent to universal peace, which is the millennium, promised in all scriptures is the conscious knowledge of the one God, of his messenger and his message to men. The Baha'i teaching is that God's word faileth not, that it is accurate and reliable, that the time of its promises is at hand, and that his word 
now proclaim to the whole world in Baha'u'llah the glory of God is powerful and able to achieve his will in the regeneration and union of mankind. It is not a new religion, but religion renewed. Wherever it has proceeded, it has produced the results foretold of the end of the age and also declared by itself. It proclaims the imminence of God and his presence with humanity. It penetrates men's hearts and shows them their need of God and the way to find satisfaction for that need. It does remove religious differences and dispel religious rancor and doubt. It does bring men into the heart knowledge and consciousness of the love of God and into loving unity with each other without regard to race or former religion. It inculcates divine morals, ethics and characteristics and brings man to higher conceptions of duty and life than have been his heritage from the churches of various creeds. It speaks with authority demanding that man shall obey the word and naught but joy and uplifting is found in that obedience it calls on man to test its worth by living its ordinances and those laws prove to be the very wine of life it comes not to destroy but to fulfill again that which has been fulfilled before and to complete that which has not been completed in the past it offers itself as the truth of god to every earnest soul its followers are already numbered by the millions and are of all the great religious nations. If it be truth, wise is he who accepts it. If not, surely duty demands that it be tested and its fallacy proved, lest men be led astray. It is but just to say that it is a very live wire and he who touches it must be prepared to receive in himself a powerful current of its electricity. The truth of any religion can be proved and confirmed only by the heart, by testing its tenets in the life. The Baha'i revelation is unshaken in the arena of intellect, but powers of reasoning cannot make final decision concerning spiritual truth. One may read or hear it for a lifetime, may listen to opinions or express them endlessly, but no judgment is just, no opinion reliable except that of the personal living and decision of the heart. It is not a matter of philosophical reasoning, but a question of fact, and facts are demonstrable only by experience. Abdu'l-Baha was asked, What is the truth? He replied, Truth is the word of God, which gives life to humanity. It restores sight to the blind, and hearing to the deaf. It makes eloquent those who are dumb, and living beings out of dead beings. It illuminates the world of the heart and soul. It reduces to nothingness the iniquities of the neglectful and erring ones. Beauty, perfection, brilliancy, and spirituality of this existence come from or through the word of God. For all, it is the supreme goal, the greatest desire, the cause of life, light, instruction. The road to attain to this truth is the love of God. When the light of the love of God is burning in the mirror of the heart, that flame shows the way and guides to the kingdom of the word of god as to that which causes the growth of the love of god know that it is to turn oneself toward god end of section zero recording by nicholas james bridgewater recorded in london england